Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. David Eby will be sworn in as BC's 37th Premier tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Mr. Eby is about to take on the most difficult job of his career. Uh, but who is he and what are his priorities? Well, our next guest recently published a profile of Mr. Eby and spent some time with his family for for a column he uh, ran in the business of Vancouver. I highly recommend you check it out. Rob Shaw is also a political correspondent for Czech News. He joins us now. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jess. Uh, first of all, I guess uh, the question to ask is, what was it like spending time with Mr. Eby and his family? Uh, you know, you, you get a sense of a, a family dynamic sometimes, even when you spend a little bit of time with them. Uh, how did you sort of, what did you take away from your, your time with them? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think the public sees this really tall guy because he's six foot seven in a suit on their TV screens every night in the news and talking about really boring issues, serious issues, you know, like auto insurance reform and transnational money laundering and kind of speaking in that dry lawyerly way. But uh, he's got two little kids at home, uh, a three year old daughter and an eight year old son. And when he's at home, he's very much kind of that sort of goofy, energetic dad character that you might not associate with this serious politician. So he's, when I was there and I, and I wrote in this profile, you know, he's wearing a tiara with his daughter and doing tea parties in the morning and talking in a pirate voice and making pancakes for breakfast and that type of thing. So he, he's kind of got this, uh, this other side to him that I don't think the public sees very much. And to be fair, you know, a lot of politicians have trouble showing the family side. Some of them choose not to because it's a toxic uh, environment these days in politics to involve your family, but he's he's stepping into these big shoes of John Horgan, the most popular premier we've had in you know probably forty fifty years consistently, and he's uh, he's trying to show different parts of himself that round him out a bit as a human being and and a lot less uh, uh, as this uh, ICBC lawyer robot guy. Uh, does his uh, wife, his partner, uh, sort of understand, and I guess both of them collectively understand what they're about to walk into? Because it's one thing to be an MLA and a cabinet minister, and then to be premier. Um, the profile uh, increases signif- significantly, but there are also challenges uh, on, on the family as well. I mean, do they have a sense of what they're about to walk into? Yeah, well, his wife, Kaylee, who's 38, you know, I wrote in the profile, she's uh, smarter, funnier, more ambitious and makes more money than he does because she's a family (laughs) doctor. So that keeps him humble, I think, Um, you know, as a married to a family doctor who's saving lives every day, uh, even when you're premier. And I think they are aware that something is about to change. David Eby, you know, if you chronicle his life, and, and I've done a couple profiles of him over the years, He was an activist in the downtown East Side, uh, Pivot Legal Society and the Civil Liberties uh, Association, and he burnt out. He was this kind of tall guy who wrote manuals and how to sue the police and how to protest, and he he burned himself out there working all the time. He got divorced. He kind of was unhealthy, and he built his life kind of back together, running for the NDP, winning uh, against Christy Clark in the 2013 election, knocking the premier off, winning that riding, and he, he found... Kaylee, his wife, and he's gone on to become a dad. And he's sort of 
he has mellowed, as I put it, over the years into a different figure who is a little bit less politically ambitious than he used to be, but more he, he's always been the premier in waiting that everyone's kind of uh, pegged for that job. So they all know that he's that this is about to change their lives. But he is also very good at compartmentalizing, and I've watched him do this. He keeps all of his work materials at home in a tiny box under the kitchen counter. He has his phone off and away from him for large periods of the day when he's at home. He's just not reachable because he's spending time with his kids. And he knows, because he's gone through ups and downs, how he needs to keep that balance, that healthy balance in his life. And it's uh, that question of how he does that as premier, I think, is is worrying the family a little bit, but they're also pretty confident that he, for five years, has been a high-functioning cabinet minister and, and been able to do it too. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of changing. They're not quite sure how, but they're certainly aware that, that they've got to keep an eye on that. Next week is the final week of the legislative session. Uh, Mr. Eby is expected to bring in, I think, two pieces of legislation. What, what can we expect uh, in regards to uh, that transpiring in, uh, next week? Well, I think we're going to hear news from him as he's sworn in. I think, uh, and I'm expecting to see him kind of, uh, you know, jump out of the gate, be shot out of the cannon of uh, BC politics uh, with probably using his speech and his media availability at his swearing in to start talking about what he's going to do and make announcements. And then you're right. He transitions a, a couple of days later into the legislature for his first day. We we expect a housing bill. It's a possibility that there's other legislation. You know, he's got a, he's mentioned crime. There's been a lot of uh, talk here about whether the government could artfully issue a directive to crown prosecutors, even about prolific offenders, even though they've said that doing that might um, not be constitutional. So we're waiting to see if that happens. And and then he's going to drop this legislation and jump into the house. He's only got four days left. And it's going to turn into a bit of a, a fight here to to pass whatever he's brought in. But um, he's been dubbed the man of action by his supporters. And there's a lot of expectation, of a, quite a high bar, that he starts on Friday, on tomorrow, uh, hitting the ground running and, and lobbing some big swing solutions for health care and crime and other issues. I mean, he's going to have to push this stuff through. As you said, there's four days left. I mean, you introduced the, the legislation on Monday. You, you're just going to have to jam it through. And there'll be a lot of, uh, I'm sure, complaints from the opposition and, and other activist groups. But he's hitting the ground running, as you say. Yeah, I mean, look, like, the, you know, the NDP could extend the legislature if they wanted. They're going to use their majority to ram it through, and they're going to try and embarrass the Liberals by saying, you don't want to vote in favor of our housing legislation, which is not really the issue. I think the issue is whether it should be debated and analyzed in the House. But that's what you got a majority government for, is in some ways, is to flex and do what you want, and he will do what he wants and push it all through. And uh, even if it's a scramble, I have no doubt he will get what he wants out of the first week and the last week. Uh, of this session. It will not be boring under David E.B. as Premier, that's for sure. Thank you so much, Rob. Okay, anytime. Take Uh, care.